0: so good to see you this morning. This is that time in our service where we get to continue to worship through the Lord through our regular Sunday morning tithes and Kingdom Builders offerings. We wanna thank you for your faithfulness to the tithe and for your generosity to Kingdom Builders. And if you're not sure what Kingdom Builders is, it's our funding strategy for global missions, local church expansion, and future Christian leaders. And today is a big Sunday for Kingdom Builders because we have a goal for this year of reaching $30,000 for Waverly Outreach. And part of that is partnering with Reggie Dabbs, who we have speaking this morning, who is absolutely amazing, and he's coming back tonight at six o'clock for a community night, and then he's going to surrounding areas and going into schools and doing some school assemblies, and so your generosity to Kingdom Builders is going to make a huge impact. In fact, I had a youth pastor that texted me just a couple days ago, and he was like, how did you get Reggie Dabbs to come to your church? I was saved by Reggie when I was a teenager, So these dollars are making a mighty impact because of the work that Reggie is going to do with just the light that he shines. Um, But there are multiple ways that you can give and be a part of Kingdom Builders, um, giving your tithes. They're up on the screen here. There's drop boxes on your way out. You can text to give the number that's up on the screen. You can go to crosspointwaverly.com or you can stop by our church office anytime Monday through Thursday, 830 to 5. And now we have an announcement video.
1: Good morning, Crosspoint Church. We're so glad that you're here this morning. And if you're new here, we're really thrilled that you're here and we would love to be able to connect with you. And so in the seat pocket in front of you, if you could fill out the connect card and then after service, just come out here to our welcome center. We'd love to be able to give you a free gift, welcome you to our church and maybe answer any questions that you have about Crosspoint Church. If you're new online, we'd love to be able to connect with you. There's a digital connect card. If you could fill that out and we'd love to be able to reach out to you and just welcome you to our church. Again, If you're new here, thanks for joining us. We're so glad that you're here. We have some announcements I want to make you aware of. Today we're in for a very special treat. We have Reggie Dabbs who's going to be sharing with us today in our service. And the great thing is is that we have an opportunity again for our community night at 6 to 7.30 where Reggie's going to speak again. And so I encourage you this afternoon to reach out to family, friends, and invite them to this service tonight. It is going to be a great time. You're not going to want to miss it. Another thing I want to make you aware of is Grief Share is coming back. Uh, If you know someone that has lost a loved one or if you've lost a loved one and you've been grieving, this is a great place to try to find healing. And so it's going to start February 19th from 4 to 5.30. You can sign up by calling the church. And uh, otherwise, you can go to the Grief Share website and you can sign up through there as well. And so again, if you know anybody that's been dealing with grief, if you're dealing with grief, I encourage you to look into Grief Share. Another thing I wanna make you aware of, Real Track is starting again today after service. It's a three-week series. This is a great way for you to learn about our church, our church history, who we are, what we believe. The next one will learn be able to learn to discover the gifts that God has given you. And the last one is to develop the gifts that God has given you and learning about all the things that we offer here at Cross Point Church. And childcare will be provided for that. Lunch is provided. It'll be a great time to just be able to connect. You can sign up for that just right outside in the foyer or on our website. Again, thank you so much for joining us.
0: so excited to have Reggie Dabbs with us this morning. You have no idea how intimidating it is to intro a guy who is literally at 10 o'clock this Friday going to talk to the Philadelphia Eagles and at 2 p.m. going to talk to the Kansas City Chiefs, okay? Very intimidating. I told people this morning I'm more intimidated by introing Reggie Dabbs than I am preaching, okay? You guys are in for a treat. He speaks to over 1.5 million teenagers every year. He speaks to Super Bowl teams, all 32 NFL teams, NBA teams. We are in for a treat. Would you join me in welcoming Reggie Dabbs to the stage this morning?
2: How's everybody doing? Y'all good? Do me a favor. Just look at somebody beside you and say, all right, all right, all right. good. I was listening to the uh, announcements and the whole grief counseling. I'm going to sign up because I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I <laughs> almost started crying right there. Just, but That's okay. We're going to be all right. We're going to make it. You're going to make it. Y'all good this morning? Are y'all ready? I don't know. Y'all don't know if y'all ready. First service, they were ready. They were like, Hey, they scared me. They were too awake. <laughs> How can you be that wide awake that early? I don't know. They must have drank a lot of coffee, but some of you look like you ready. Uh, I have two things. Number one, if you're new and you've never seen me before, uh, geographically, let me explain the problem that we have. I was born in Tennessee, and I live in Dallas, Texas. So I'm a Southern man, and I'm black, and I'm a preacher, and you from Iowa. For some reason, for a second time, you have invited a southern black preacher up in your frozen chosen (laughs) Iowa church. Now, see, some of you aren't getting it. You're not connecting the dots. Some of you have. If you have never seen a Medea movie, you have no idea what's about to happen to you, all right? If you have, you know what's about to happen, all right? So so we're just going to have a good time. Uh, I got to do this. I am a saxophone player. I'm going to drop a song. It's a great, it's, I do it with, if you sleep, you will be awake after I'm done, all right? I don't know if it's because how good the song is or how bad I play the song, but you'll be awake either way. Now, now here it is. So everybody, just right now, you got to make everybody comfortable. Let me give you the title of my sermon. My sermon has three points to them, and all you got to do is repeat it back to me. I know some of you, like, I did not come to church to talk Southern church, you talk, all right? You talk back to the preacher. You're going to talk to your neighbor. Before you know it, we done. We are going to beat the Baptist to the buffet today. Hey, them suckers, they are not going to get all the white chicken today. I'm just saying. So let's get started. First of all, everybody repeat after me. Say, stretch it out. Stretch it out. Say, take it off. it off. Say, get up. get up. That's not bad. Let's do it one more time. Say, stretch it out. Stretch it out. Say, take it off. it off. Say, get up. That's good. I like it. Y'all like three times louder than the early service. Early service is like, huh? Hey, but it's good. It's good. Now, everybody, take your hands, all right? I need you to clap two times. That's perfect. Now, clap four times. That's your instrument, all right, for this song. That is your instrument, all right? Everybody, there's no turning back after he puts play on this track, all right? So, everybody, take a deep breath, exhale. Hit play, here we go. Come on, y'all gotta help me, here we go. Somebody say, all right, all right, all right. Keep clapping while I'm breathing. No, I'm just joking. You can sit down. Everybody say, stretch it out. Stretch it out. Come on, say, stretch it, out. stretch it out. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I need to let you, to, you got to pay attention because I'm serious about beating the Baptist. I I, I like to apologize for what's about to happen in our service because there's one person in this room. You may start this thing off by feeling like you're being picked on or maybe being a little embarrassed, but I'm sorry. There's no reason. There's no rhyme or reason for what's about to happen. You just, you're just a lucky person. And if you're a lady, breathe easy. It's all good. If you're a man, hold your breath. Right there, black shirt on the end, guy with the gray goatee, sweet. Could you please stand up, sir? Just stay right there for a second, thank you. Dude, they clap for you without me even asking them to. Everybody clap for that man right there, give him a hand, all right? Stay right there, stay right there. Everybody say, stretch it out. Matthew chapter 12, verse 9. Stay right there, sir. You're my example. The Bible says this. Going on from that place, he went to their synagogue. He went to their church, and Jesus was there. That's who went into the church. And a man was there with a shriveled hand. He was there looking for a reason to charge Jesus. charges against Jesus. They asked him, is it lawful to heal during the Sabbath? Verse 11. He, Jesus, said to them, if any one of you had a sheep that falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person more than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. Everybody say, stretch it out. Stretch it out. So the man stretched out his hand, and it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. Now, stop right there. Mister, I need your help. Uh, could you please stretch out your hand? Word. Clap for that guy right there. That's good. That's good. That's good. Thank you, sir. You can sit down. That didn't hurt. That was good. That was awesome. That was good. Some of you like, I never would have stood up. Are you going to do it too? Stretch out your hand, man. Stretch out. Good. All right. There you go. All right. I don't know. All right. Now, look, here it is, here it is, here it is. Now, now, I have a best friend. We went to high school together. We're still friends today. He literally was born, his right hand was shriveled, and he would have a long sleeve shirt, and he would put his hand underneath his shirt. And after a while, I looked at him, I said, bro, don't worry about other people, man. You don't have to hide your hand. They ain't got nothing to do with that. You got to do what you got to do. And he goes, no, 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 no. He says, I don't do it for them. I do it for me because I want them to know me because of who I am, not what's wrong. He says, so I hide my hand. But after a while, I'll let them see it. So the crazy thing is, I have, when I first heard this story, I thought of my friend. And when I thought of my friend, all of a sudden, it hit me. that To start this service this morning, this, this little time that we have together, there's three things you have to do. First, you have to stretch it out, okay? Then you have to take it off, and then you have to get up. I said the title to my sermon to a friend, and he looked at me and said, it sounds like a strip sermon to me. I said, well, maybe <laughs> never thought of it that way, and you're going to answer my altar call. All right, <laughs> so... <laughs> But but uh, but everybody say, stretch it, stretch it out. Now, here's point number one. Here's what's point number one. That man could have stretched out his other hand. His other hand was just like everyone else's. His other hand looked like everyone else's. His other hand was normal. His other hand was okay. His other hand was good. His other hand wasn't deformed. It wasn't messed up. It wasn't crippled. It wasn't lame. It wasn't nasty. But Jesus, he knew about Jesus, and he also knew this. Jesus did not come for your flowers. He came for your trash. Thank you, all six of you, all right? Everybody else, get a little black in you. Let's go, all right? He didn't come for your flowers. He came for your trash. All we like sheep have gone astray. All Everybody has problems. If you want to know, I'll do it earlier than I did in the first service. My name is Reggie. I didn't get a last name until I was 12 years old. My last name is Dabs. Why is I get a last name when I was 12? Because I grew up in the foster care system. My mom kept my brother, my two sisters. But when I was born, she said I was a mistake and she wished I'd never been born. How I was born, a lot of people think it's shameful. A lot of people say, oh my, some of you might be offended when I tell you that my mom slept with a man for 20 dollars to get food for my brother and sisters and that's how I was born and that my mom said I was a mistake so she gave me away but before you start feeling sorry for me you need to understand my past is my history and my future is my destiny my past ain't nothing but a testimony of what God can do in a brother's life when he stretches out his pain when he stretches out somebody say "Stretch stretch it out I gotta calm down my wife told me to behave I talked to her. She said, where's pastor? I said, he went out of the country. She said, see, that's because you didn't behave last year. I said, but his wife is here. He said, he left her to take care of all the mess up you're going to do. Just behave. So I'm trying to stay behind the podium and not go too far left or right. But I get excited about this because I remember the day I stretched it out. I didn't stretch out what was normal. I stretched out being abandoned. I stretched out being lonely. Did you know at 13 years old, I almost gave up on the gift of life? 3 a.m., voice in my head said, your own mama didn't want you. You should give up. You're wasting these people's time. And I started to cry in my bedroom, and my bedroom door opened. My foster care dad, had for two nights, he knew something was wrong. He had slept by my door for two nights. And that morning, he heard me cry. He walked in and says, are you okay? I heard you cry. I said, how? It ain't like I was doing that ugly boy cry. It wasn't like that. He looked at me and he said, for the past two nights, I slept by your door. I need to hear, I'm here this morning to say, you can stretch it out because Jesus has been sleeping by your door. He know what you had to get through to get here this morning. And he loves you. Everybody say, stretch it out. Stretch it out. That's point one. Everybody say, take it, take it off. Oh, in Mark chapter 10, verse number 46 is where I'm going to start reading. This is one of my favorite stories. The Bible says this in Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Then they came to Jericho, and Jesus and the disciples and a large crowd were leaving the city. And a blind man, Barnabas, was sitting on the roadside begging. Verse 47. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and said, be quiet, be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Now this is where I have a problem. I grew up and I was taught by my pastor to put yourself in the Bible. Put yourself in the story. If I was in this story and if I was blind Barnabas, they would have to rewrite scripture because I would have had to add a couple of verses. Because here's my thing and it makes me mad. See, a lot of you, you look at people who come and do praise and worship on Sunday morning and maybe they don't sing right on pitch. Maybe they don't clap right on time, but you just start, oh, look at them. Why are they singing? They shouldn't be singing. Oh, why are they? You see people jumping and raising their hand. Why do they have to raise their hand? What you need to understand is you don't know what they got through to get here on Sunday morning. You don't know what they had to crawl through on Thursday. You don't know what was said on Tuesday, but when they get to this room and know that they can praise their God, they got to do what they got to do so instead of complaining why don't you start helping somebody say all right all right all right and some of you like church ain't no big deal that's because you only get out of it what you put in it see that's it's like it's like a preacher man if a preacher gets up does a sermon he goes I did pretty good but I could have done better and if he never sweat while he did his sermon then that's his fault you got to sweat when you preach in a sermon. That's why I got the brother rag right here. Hey, and people go, dude, you really go all out. You go all in. You know what? I preach on stuff that I know. I preach on my experiences. That makes it real personal. You know what else I know? With this many people in this room, somebody didn't want to come, but you came anyway. Somebody didn't want to get up, but you got up anyway. Somebody got out, but they didn't want to get out. They stepped over yesterday to get there this morning. And God meets you here. He knows. So I'll be honest. I'm going to mess up the scripture. But this is the way it would have went if it was Blind Reggie on the roadside. Blind Reggie sitting on the roadside heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming. So Blind Reggie started to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked Blind Reggie and said, be quiet, be quiet. So Blind Reggie took his cane and started swinging it. See, I know y'all, y'all expect preachers to be all perfect. Uh, he's still working on me, all right? <laughs> Jesus had to heal the broken wounds and stop the bleeding. That's the way it would have read if it was blind Reggie. But you know what I love? I love this, verse 49. Uh, the first two words, it's on the screen. Everybody say, Jesus stopped. Jesus stopped. One more time. Jesus stopped. One more time. Jesus stopped. If he did it then, he'll do it today. If he stopped for someone then, he'll stop for someone today. If he loved someone then, he loves someone today. If he cared then, he cares now. Jesus stopped and called him. So they called the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. The same people telling the brother to shut up. Now they're trying to help him. I'd be like, get your hands off me. Verse 50 says, throwing his clock aside, he jumped to his feet and he came to Jesus. Verse 51, what do you want me to do, Jesus asked. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Now, I'm going to go back to 50, but look at verse 51. If a blind man in a crowd, Jesus says, bring him to me, and he starts going to Jesus. Jesus is watching this blind man in a crowd bump in the stuff. He probably ran into the back of a horse and felt the mane and went, excuse me, ma'am, and just went on. It's just like... <laughs> And then he gets to Jesus. Jesus is like, what do you want me to do? If I was a disciple, I'd go, the brother blind. But you know what? He's just waiting for you to ask. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open. But a lot of time to ask, you have to be humble. Go ahead and humble yourself. I don't know why I get to do what I do. I don't see what the big deal is. Y'all, I I hate to bust you. This whole game next week is just a game. Those dudes got to go home. They got families. They got heartache. They got trials. They got troubles. So when I walk in the room, I just see a dude. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven of them who I saw when they were in middle school. Isn't that crazy? There's a rookie for Kansas City, number 10. He's from Vineland, New Jersey. I went to his elementary school, and his teacher had kicked him out of class right before we had the assembly program. And I walked in, and he was, she goes, I'm done with you. I am done with you. Go to the office. And I went, ma'am, I'm about to do in a program. Can you kick him out after I'm done and she went you better be glad Reggie's here I totally forgot until I went and spoke to them in October and he walked up and goes bro you saved me in the sixth grade you came to Vineland New Jersey I was kicked out of class she totally forgot you kicked me out of class so I just want to thank you I started laughing I said you got to be kidding he goes then you came to middle school then you came to Vineland High School and now you're here this is awesome so on Friday, I'll walk in and go, are you behaving? <laughs> why? Why does that happen? It ain't got nothing to do with me. It's just God wants to remind him where he's from, what he's done, where he's at. Are y'all with me this morning? Yeah. But this is 10 times more important than what I'm going to say on Friday. Because somebody in this room, this is your day. I'll tell you in a minute why. I like this verse when he says, what do you want me to do? Ask him this morning. The key in this is uh, verse 50, though. Verse 50 says, throwing his clock aside, he jumped to his feet and he came to Jesus. Now, the best illustration I have is me, okay? I went to University of Tennessee, played football for the volunteers. I did that for three years. After my general led was over, I knew I was called into ministry. So I, I found a Bible college I had never been to. Is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's called North Central Bible College. Now it's North Central University. When I went there, I finished and got my degree in 87 and started preaching, and the rest is history. Here I am today. This coming May 5th, I will graduate with my master's degree from the same university. Why I'm doing it, I have no idea. It's the dumbest move I've made in a long time. But I am one capstone and one class away from achieving that. So here I go, all right? So we're good, we're good. When I got to Minneapolis, I found out something. Just I played saxophone. I've always, I played since I was eight. I'm ADD. I, you could probably figure it out the way I just I will go down a rabbit trail, but I'll come back home. But I, I I'm just I just stuff comes to me. And by the time I was eight years old, my foster care mom knew there was something wrong because I would throw the cat, run across the room, and catch it before it landed on the wall. And uh, she says, "We got to get you help. All right." So she found out that rhythm and music could calm a brother down like me. So she literally went and, to the pawn shop and bought an alto saxophone. And whenever I got real fidgety, she threw me into my bedroom and started the radio and said, play with the radio till you calm down so the cat can live. And so I did that. I did that. And the rest is history when it comes to music. And, uh, and this comes very simple. Some of you like, I bet you practice. <laughs> it's sad, y'all. <laughs> you did. I played that song for the first time a week ago. And I've never played it since until today. I know it's stupid, y'all. It's just so wrong and I'm bragging. But uh, it's okay. <laughs> so so that's it. So but now here's the deal. In, in Minneapolis, after being a full-ride scholarship where you had your own personal chef three meals a day to going to a Bible college. Reality And I, and I realized I, one day I went down about 2.30 to downtown Minneapolis, and, and I was by the big buildings where all the, the rich people go to work. And, and I opened my saxophone case and started playing. And it, it's, it was shocking that all the rich white people would put money in my saxophone case on their way home from work. I'm sorry. They were white. And, uh and I loved it, and I'm like, free money, I can go to McDonald's. And I did it every day, every day, every day, three days a week. I'm out there, bah, 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 and the people are like, here's the money. love the black people, and that was, it was awesome. And then the cops came by, and they'd hit their horn, whoop, whoop, and I'd grab my case and run, but they couldn't catch me because they were white. <laughs> so I know this is going to cause a lot of problems in the day that we live, but it was the truth. Then one day, I guess they, they hired a cop who could run, caught me and he goes put your hands against the wall I turn around and he's a black guy and I go where'd you get the uniform and he's like I'm a cop I'm like oh my bad all right and then he says if you go downtown to the to the courthouse they'll give you a license and you can play on the corner and we won't catch you that's why we've been trying to catch you I said oh my bad you really a cop I mean but guy. Uh, and I did, and I licensed Now, some of you are gone. Some of you are like, what well, does that have to do with anything? Look at verse 50, throwing his clock aside. Clock. It was a coat, a jacket, a, a scarf. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? The, at, right at point, the main point, go, girl. Okay, back in the day, like. Now, I had to go to the courthouse, pay $10 fee, get a badge, and I can wear it and play downtown. Back then, they had to go to the the Sanhedrin, the palace, the castle. They had to meet with the government and prove that they were lame, crippled, blind. And they gave them a clock that would show everyone they're really blind, give them money. I don't know what the test was. I don't know. He probably went and says, I'm blind, Bartimaeus. Oh, blind. Okay. Take this test. And, and probably... a. Uh, uh, policeman or soldier walked in front of him went like this and then went and then like, he blind (laughs) give him a clock all right now 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 now, y'all don't get this but i've taken a long time but watch this it says throwing his clock aside he went to see jesus now point number one this is before jesus said your faith has made you whole he was still blind he couldn't see and they said hey quit 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 yelling he's calling you and he took off his past he took off yesterday. He took off his excuse. He took off what the world said you can have. He just took it off. Sometimes you got to decide, I'm not going to live by the world's standards anymore. I'm taking off yesterday. I'm taking off the grief. I'm taking off the I'm taking off. So if you have mental health issues, that stuff is real. I come from there. But you know what I found out? The greatest thing to do for my mental health is to have generosity. The more I give to someone else, the better I feel about myself. And the better I feel about myself, the more I want to live. Make someone smile so that when hell comes against you, you can say, wait a minute. I got to be around so I can make one more person smile, give one more. Say, Dude, I should be on TV. I could be Dr. Phil because I could help you get over mental issues. Look at someone else and give them hope. And hope will come back to you. There's point two. point, Everybody say, take it off take off yesterday last but not least everybody say get up to end my sermon is acts chapter three verse number one the bible says this one day peter and john was going to the temple at the time of prayer it was three in the afternoon now a man was there lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called beautiful where he was put every day everybody say every day To beg from those going into the temple court. Verse 3. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter looked at us. He said, look at us. Everybody say, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold, I do not have, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk! I love that. That's like, hey, that's like Lecrae, Heavy D, Tupac, dropping a mic right there. He's like, silver and gold, I do not have, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Walk. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Verse 7, taking him by the right hand, they helped him up. Instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong, and he jumped to his feet, and he began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple court, walking and jumping and praising God. Everybody say, look at us. Everybody say, get up. I don't know where you're from. I don't know what happened to you. Maybe you're like me. Maybe your mom said you were a mistake. Maybe you're nothing but a $20 bill. But here's what I came to tell you. Your past is your history, but your future is your destiny. And when Jesus comes in, when you stretch out your pain, when you stretch out that, when you take off yesterday, and you take off what people have said, when you decide to get up, he's going to help you up. It's going to be verse 7. He didn't just say get up. He took the man by the hand. Did you know that that man sit at that gate every day? Did you know that man begged ba- everybody who was going to church but he knew he couldn't go in himself did you know that man probably listened to the music after it all got started do you know that man probably listened to the prayers he listened to something that he wanted to see he listened to something that he wanted to be a part of but he knew that his circumstance could not get him there but one day one day he stretched it out took it off and he was able to get up one day he got to go where he thought he'd never go to be what he thought he'd never be that's what happens when Jesus comes into your life. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It doesn't say you might be. It doesn't say you can be. It says you will be. That promise is for you. It's for me. It's for anyone who decides to believe. Everybody say stretch it out. Everybody say take it off. Everybody say get up. It's the greatest decision of your life to follow Jesus. Greatest decision. It, ain't, it won't make all your hurt go away. It'll get nasty, I'm going to be honest. But it's one thing to face nasty thinking you by yourself. It's another thing to face nasty when you know Jesus is right there with you. Do you know him? So first, I'd like to do a stretch it out what you holding on to what kept you awake last night what got you wide awake at 3 a.m just worried and crying I want to pray for you but you really literally have to make a move and do what that man did in that church he, he stretched it out so if you're going through something you're like Reggie I need to give it to God Now I just need you to take a right hand left hand I don't know what it is and just put it out in front of you real fast and I'm gonna pray for you ready go Awesome. Jesus, I pray for everyone who's stretching it out. God, that your Holy Spirit would touch them. God, let them know. God, when the answer comes, that it was because they gave it to you. God, I pray that faith would rise. I pray for people that can hear me speaking who have no faith. Let my faith be contagious in the last moments of this sermon. Let them find hope through my words and my actions. Because I know you can. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. amen. Good job. Number two, everybody say take it off. It's kinda of like taking off a coat when you go inside. I live in Dallas. We never well, I would say never, but last week was horrible. I know you guys are like, oh, it wasn't no big deal. I I lived in Minneapolis. I lived everywhere. I've never seen it rain ice four and a half inches. Straight up ice. There was nothing white. Everything just looked really cool. The trees looked cool. And then people got in their car. And it was cool to watch on the news. All the dummies. In the ditches, running and Cops were diving off the road to get out of the way of people going 80 miles an hour in a a four-and-a-half-inch ice storm. That's just not physically possible. (laughs) But you know what? It's like taking off a coat. Come in a room, it's warm, taking off my coat. You can do that when you trust God. I'm just taking off, taking off my doubt. I'm taking off my unbelief. I'm taking it off. Taking off what happened yesterday, I'm taking off what they said, I'm taking off what he did, I'm taking off what she did. So if that's you and you want to take it off, this is going to be the dumbest move you've ever made. I'm gonna give you ten seconds. You know, if you have to stand, you can stand. If you have to, I want you to literally just take off whatever it is you're going to take off, and just pull it out and just drop it on the floor. Somebody, like, why am I doing that? Because here's what I found out: prayer is spiritual, moving is physical. If you do something spiritual and physical, it can unleash the supernatural in your life. So it may be as looking dumb in front of other people, but what you have to understand is you ain't the only one gonna take something off. Y'all ready? I'm gonna give you 10 seconds to take it off, then I'm gonna pray for it. Go. Nine, eight, awesome. Seven, six, five, four, three, In Jesus' name, Father, I pray right now, God, some of these things were heavy. Some of us had to wait till I was almost at 3, 2, 1, and we still took it all. God, I pray right now, God, that you would just answer the cry of their heart. Answer this lady's cry. She stood before anyone else. God, give her peace. Let her leave this room knowing that you have everything under control. Let her faith be contagious. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Hey, look at somebody around you and say, everything's going to be all right. Let them know. Come on, let them know. Last one, last one. Last one. Y'all ready? Last thing I got to do. Everybody say, "Get get up. I like this. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Do you know him? Do you know him? I quoted it already, Romans 10, 9. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. You will be saved. In the first service, people got saved. I'm not going to leave you out. So from the back to the front, left to the right, if you're here and you say, Reggie, I need to get right. Somehow you walked in this service and you have sin in your life. Let's do this together. Hey, you notice I'm not walking behind you. I'm walking with you. We in this thing together. When this service is over, you're going to find me at the back door. Shaking hands with everybody to leave. First service, people came out and went, oh my goodness, why are you here? I don't know. I don't know what's up with guest speakers who are afraid to shake hands with people. I want to know you. I tell people all the time, everybody, are you Pastor Reggie? I went, no, I'm Uncle Reggie. You respect pastors because they're a title. You love uncles because you know they're good people. I just don't want to be a title. I want to be your friend. But the greatest thing I can do It's show you Jesus. So if you've tried it your own way and you failed, if you've done it everything on your own, and maybe you've been even successful, but there's something just missing inside. If you've ever come to this room and your heart's pounding and you start thinking, man, what is wrong with me? Am I sick? You're not sick. Your heart was created by God. So when your heart gets in the presence of God, it beats a little faster because it's telling the rest of your body, our creator is here. So I'm just going to ask you, maybe this is your morning. So we're going to all do it together because we family. It's a prayer, sinner's prayer. and We're going to all say it. Those of you who are Christians, the Bible calls you saints. Every saint got a past, but every sinner needs a future. And this is where those roads collide. So you know if you need this, but we're going to all help you. So bow your head, close your eyes. Everybody say, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. I want to hear this prayer that loud. Say, Jesus, come into my life forgive me of my sin. Today, I ask you to be my Lord, to be my Savior. I know I need you. And this is my moment to come home. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. Matthew says this, if you declare me before men, I'll declare you before my Father in heaven. So real fast, On the count of three, if you you said that prayer with me just now and you came in this room with sin in your life and you know you needed to say that prayer, when I get to the number three, only you are going to look up and wave at me until I wave back at you. You ready? One, two, three, go. You did it. Wave. Awesome. Hey, good. I see you. I see those hands. That's awesome. 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 Everybody, I need you to do one last thing before I leave. On three, I want you to stand up. Ready? One, two, three. Awesome. And now, this is where we take that uh, physical and spiritual to make supernatural happen. I'm going to count to three, and then I'm going to go from 25 to zero. Every person, whether you waved at me or not, who got right with God or gave your life to Jesus, there's a moment that happens when you proclaim Jesus before men. It's a walk that other Christians know that changes everything. So when I start, one, two, three, if you got right this morning, you said that prayer, and you meant it, and you want to take an ultimate step, I'm going to count from 25 to zero, and I got a special prayer just for you. So, everyone who got right this morning, I don't care who you are, when I start counting, I just want you to come and stand right here, and I want to pray for you. This is where supernatural starts. Are you ready? One, two, three, 25, 24, 23, 22, 21, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12. I always stop at 12 and say, ask your friends, ask your family member, ask your wife, ask your husband, ask your son or granddaughter and say, I'll go with you because something happens when we come. 11, 10, 9, 8. Awesome, come on. 7, 6. Five, four, three, two, in, in Jesus' name. Now, y'all are pretty people. Y'all know that, don't you? Y'all are good. Some of you are like, it's so somber. No, the Bible says when one person comes to Jesus, all heaven rejoices. They're breaking out the Kool-Aid. It's a Kool-Aid. It's a nachos. It's like Super Bowl party a week early up in heaven. But guess what? Welcome home. Welcome home. I'm going to say a prayer. Pastor is going to finish. Stretch your head toward my friends. Jesus, I pray right now, God, you heard them pray. You heard them ask, and you answered their cry. I pray now, God, that you will cement in concrete and granted the things they have chose to give to you. God, I pray, Lord, that you will give them peace. Show them how to live from you from this day on. In Jesus' name, Pastor.
0: Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message was inspiring and encouraging. For more information about this message or about all things Crosspoint, check out our Facebook and head to our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com.